Hello and welcome. My name is Antoinette Landejean and I'm here from Cork and Fork to introduce the wines of Moldova, a general discussion with Sergei Kubchak of Old Town Cellars Importing. Sergei is the founder, creator of Old Town Cellars, a distribution, import and distribution company that not only focuses on Moldovan wines, but from wines uh, of the world, but with a specialty in Moldovan wines, given he and his wife's uh, history being from Moldova. Uh, Sergei, if you would like, tell us a little bit about how you and your wife, uh, coming from more of a governmental background, got into wine. Thank you, uh, Antoinette, for invitation. Uh, I'm glad that we are featuring uh, Moldovan fine wines uh, for September Wine Club edition. Um, yes, uh, we are proud to represent Moldovan wines on the U.S. market, on the East Coast, I would say. Uh, we started in 2014 as a family business focused on importing uh, high quality Moldovan wines. Uh, prior to that, uh, in 2000, from 2001 to 2005, uh, I was involved in agribusiness development projects in Moldova under USAID funding. My wife from North Carolina uh, came to Moldova through a State Department uh, a project uh, bringing Moldovan professionals for orientation programs to the U.S. So when we moved to U.S. in 2010, we thought for a while what would be interesting to do here related to Moldova and obviously uh, um, winemaking and wine industries in Moldova is uh, uh, something that represents Moldova uh, in Europe, Eastern Europe. And uh, as a consequence of 2003-2005 uh, ban of exports to the Russian market, Moldova suffered uh, in its uh, sales. But on the other hand, it gave it an impulse to focus on uh, improving the quality technology. Uh, so wines starting from 2010, I would say, like uh, got better, uh, better quality uh, uh, more focus on indigenous grapes. So when it came to our like uh, role to contribute to this, we decided we will start with Moldovan wines. We are focused mainly on small and medium-sized wineries, family-owned. And as a result of our market research, which we did for two and a half months prior of bringing our first container, um, we brought Initially, we brought about 300 different bottles of Moldovan wine to U.S. market. It was a cost, uh, costly investment because we brought it by air freight to make it quick. Uh, but, you know, sometimes you need to take decisions quickly, but you have to estimate as many risks as possible. We met with uh, specialists and teachers from uh, Capital Wine School, uh, Jay Humans, Caroline, um, uh, Master of Wine currently. Uh, we also uh, met with um, uh, wine buyers uh, in the area and a lot of people expressed their like high uh, impression and high marks for uh, wines we brought. And one of the suggestions at that time was like, try to focus on something different that Moldova can offer to wine marketing in the uh, USA. So we focused on indigenous grapes. 
and that was uh, something that we still doing on uh, till nowadays, and we are grateful that with the help of uh, Ladragon's family that were among the first retailers in Washington, D.C., allowing us or inviting us to do wine tasting of uh, fine wines of Moldova. These days we can uh, show something very interesting to wine club members, indigenous grapes from Moldova. And speaking of indigenous grapes from Moldova, um, the how was the how receptive is the market still today to indigenous varieties uh, versus international varieties? And for those listening, international varieties would be more like Cabernet Sauvignon, Cab Franc, Chardonnay, Sauvignon Blanc. And your indigenous varieties, I've noticed on the bottlings, are at times blended with the international ones, but sometimes they are highlighted as the monovarietal and they're absolutely delicious. But what do you see today, the reaction being by consumers to these unusual varieties from a lesser known wine producer producing region such as Moldova? I would be grateful again, one more time to all the wine uh, enthusiasts and wine specialists that we met uh, back uh, in 2014, because till nowadays, um, there is a growing interest uh, to indigenous grapes from all around the world. Uh, we've been applying the same concept to uh, uh, wines from other countries, but for Moldova especially, uh, like we uh, like to joke, but in Moldova we love women and wine, or the opposite, wine and women. So a lot of grape varieties were named after ladies. Uh, basically, legends say it was because uh, initially or back in time, uh, young ladies were the ones invited to harvest grapes, and they were also the first to crush them. So. They were the first also to enjoy must and young wine. Uh, so this is how we have white maiden or ladies white wine. We have the same uh, royal maiden, which was a dedication uh, to uh, Queen of Romania. And it was a, a hybrid uh, created from white maiden and Hungarian formint, uh, the one we use in Tokai wines. So as a result came a beautiful crisp, uh, very floral with lots of honeysuckle, uh, field flowers, uh, aromas, uh, wine, and they decide to make it like special. So they call it Queen's Choice or Royal Maiden. Uh, so we also have Black Maiden. We have uh, uh, Rara Niagara, which um, technically the old name for it is Black Marret. Uh, so, and legend again says that like Stephen the Great, which was like uh, uh, the king of uh, big Moldova with some principalities of Moldova and Romania back in time, after each uh, battle he had with Tur uh, Turkish uh, Ottoman Empire, uh, he would uh, have a party, erect a, um, a church for his victory, and also would um, bring uh, wine to people. But on the other side, they used to be uh, very protective, not actually like nowadays, uh, for safety of the king. So we used to have such position uh, called paharnik, someone who would taste the wine or any drinks that king would drink next day. So 
you understand that like it was pretty risky job and the, the turnover was high too because like if uh, the person didn't make till next morning he would be replaced by someone else so the uh, legend says that all the lady was so um, grateful to king uh, uh, stefan uh, so she brought him a jar of red wine uh, the paharnik tasted it and next morning he was alive so they served it to the king king loved the wine but they didn't ask what grape it was, what variety it was. So they decided to call it Grandma Red because it was all the lady who brought this jar to the king. So we have legends for everything, like we say, uh, which makes it interesting to uh, talk. Like we also have an expression and it's not uh, taken from Nokia, but wine is connecting people. So we have stories, we share nice food, and between food and wine, we also like dancing. Yeah. So, and I know uh, at one point uh, with La Dragon family, when I met uh, the beautiful side of uh, La Dragons, uh, uh, your mom, Antoinette, used to be a dancer. So she loved that part of the story. Well, Sergey, I'm so happy that you mentioned food because that's one part of this whole equation that. Um, perhaps needs to have some light shed on it. What kind of uh, cultural foods are enjoyed with wines in general? A couple of words, historically, Moldova was like under many empires, like we call. We've been under a Roman Empire, Ottoman Empire, Russian Empire, Soviet Empire. So hopefully our independence goal goes Father, and in a couple of days, we're celebrating Independence Day on August 27th. So I am grateful that we have this kind of combination of wine and a dedication. So because we've been under many cultures, our, our cuisine also like got a lot of like Turkish influence. We have a lot of Italian style. I would say like our uh, cuisine, Moldovan cuisine is based on like Mediterranean influence. We have a lot of feta cheese, which um, in Moldova we call brinza. We have uh, uh, mamaliga, which in Italy is polenta. We have um, uh, sarmale, which in Turkey is uh, dalma, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so we have also a lot of Russian uh, food, like uh, Ukrainian borscht is very popular in Moldova. So. Uh, Basically, because of these influences, like we say, genetically, uh, Moldovans are good looking. Uh, because of all this blood mix, uh, food is also good tasting. And also wine is because of the result of the first and second one. Because if you have a good wine uh, or food, you also want something nice to drink. So uh, in Moldova, we uh, sometimes on tasting uh, tasting events, I would say like, uh, for summer, uh, Fityaska Alb, Fityaska Regale, White Maiden, Royal Maiden, Rieslings, uh, uh, Sauvignon Blanc, uh, whites that Moldovans would drink, like maybe even instead of water, because it's more relaxing. Uh, in Moldova, it's a small country. Uh, quite often, you don't have to drive uh, a lot, and especially on weekend, you can have a nice uh, chicken soup, um, which we call Zama. It's similar to Romanian one. Uh, it's slightly uh, with a lot of uh, homemade noodles, like Italian style pasta, 
uh, with uh, a chicken meat and a little bit of sourness, which makes in combination with white whites, it's like amazing food pairing. For reds, definitely meat, uh, pork, uh, veal, uh, lamb is like lamb coming from uh, and beef comes from Turkish. Uh, um, pork and uh, some other like we even have rabbits like it's like kind of Russian culture where we like to hunt rabbits so uh, food pairing is very important and in Moldova it's always like our hospitality is very um, uh, famous I would say in the former Soviet Union everybody would love to invite to be invited to a Moldovan house because we always invite with a glass of wine and some food. No matter how much food you have at home, you always offer to your guests. So, like, you know, uh, right now we are affected by, by being, like, uh, next door to Ukraine, to which we are very grateful. Today is Ukrainian Independence Day. I'm half Moldovan, half Ukrainian. Uh, my dad was from Vinitsa, which is north western part of Ukraine. And Vinitsa, if you translate it into English, would be wine country. And, you know, like uh, things in my career uh, sometimes happen without uh, much planning. Like I never thought I'm going to be in wine industry. But now I realize that my dad was from wine country. My granddad on my mom's side was a winemaker during the Soviet times, but he was mostly making wine like house wine. And I always was questioning like how my grandma would give me a couple of uh, Russian rubles or Soviet rubles like for, you know, like for school and for pocket money. And then I would see like people visiting and I like my granddad is very popular, but everybody would come with a little jar like uh, and they would say, like, Uncle Andre, uh, can I get some of your red? Or can I get some of your white? This is learned and, and say it's not really correct. You can cut it off. But uh, my granddad, uh, when we were visiting me and my younger cousin, which just one year younger, uh, we served, as far as I remember, our first glass of wine, white wine was like when I was five and we served it, uh, what we call it under supervision. So we got good food, uh, rustic uh, countryside food uh, with brins of bread, uh, fresh uh, vegetables. And his expression was like, who eats well, works well. So this is what we believe in. Moldovans are hardworking, making good wine. Hardworking indeed. Uh, Moldova is one of the top 20 wine producing countries in the world, and it has the highest density of vineyard to cultivatable land in the world. Uh, so it really is a region that takes great pride in uh, in wine. Um, so the exports that uh, it has, is America one of the um, most important export markets for Moldova, or are there other um, regions in the world that, that tend to be more important? Uh, let's put it that way. Uh, U.S. at this point is getting more attention. Uh, uh, as product uh, focus, we, uh, not only Moldovans who live here, uh, 
working in this industry, we are focusing on indigenous grapes. We are trying not to bring like low quality, uh, something that may damage the entire like uh, fame, but we are now working on for the last like almost 10 years. Uh, so um, USA as market, I would say it's probably in top 10 as priority. Um, only because of its distance and uh, unfortunately again uh, war in ukraine damaged logistics side because now it's uh, twice harder to get uh, wines from moldova uh, to the u.s market we used to use either like uh, ukrainian port in odessa or um, down south moldova traded long time ago some portion in georgilesh so we have exit to, or port, small port at Danube River, but because the entire like area was uh, uh, under like was risk zone, so like we could not use that Georgilesht area to go through Romania as it used to be. So now quite often it's either going through Germany or it goes like all other possible ways uh, to uh, secure like uh, shipment in time. Uh, before it used to be between 40 to 60 days last year after the beginning of the war uh, the record was about like almost uh, four months of getting one container from moldova so you understand that other markets which are closer they get more attention because you can uh, deliver faster and uh, romania obviously is number one market uh, because of uh, being the closest neighbor uh, sharing the culture, sharing the language, sharing indigenous grapes. Uh, I, when at one point we were considering also bringing some Romanian wines, we traveled around Romania and I would say back then, I'm talking about 2016-17, um, one of three winemakers at wineries in Romania was uh, a graduate from Moldovan uh, Technical University, Viticulture area. So. Uh, our specialists from Moldova, uh, like uh, finding themselves second home in Romania as winemakers as well. So the culture of making wine is very popular. Uh, I've heard uh, some Moldovans making wine in Georgia, the state of Georgia down south in California. So um, we're trying to combine whenever we can uh, export wines, fine. If not, we export uh, human resources, but like, uh, bring again fame uh, to uh, Moldovan wine industry. And uh, single-handedly, I would say Old Town Cellars has the largest impact of distribution of Moldovan wines in the DC market. Um, we have the great honor of featuring, as you mentioned earlier, Moldovan wines in the wine club for uh, September. And uh, it's a great pleasure to do so because the wines are always of great quality. The packaging is always wonderful and marketing is a very important part. Uh, it's great to uh, make wine and have it to be absolutely delicious. But if the marketing isn't there, then it won't reach the consumers. And that's something that I feel the Moldovans have a really good, strong hold on. And further, that you and your wife do an amazing job of distributing the wines. And we're very thankful uh, for that to Cork and Fork. The wines are easy to sell. They're, as I mentioned, great quality. And there's always a wonderful story to go behind it. 
Um, before we wind down, are there any last points that you would like to mention uh, to those listening? So again, I'm grateful for this opportunity to uh, feature our wines in a wine club of uh, Cork and Fork. Um, we've been uh, seeing more interest in wines from that area because uh, um, unfortunately, because of the war in Ukraine, we wish peace. We are very grateful to Ukrainian uh, Patriots, but they are in a way protecting their country and they are also protecting Moldova because like, uh, you know, it's war is not good. But uh, using this opportunity, we are doing our best uh, to show what Moldova can offer during the peace and during the joy because wine was, in Moldova was always associated with celebration, with uh, joy, uh, <laughs> We also have a, um, uh, a short, uh, okay, you'll cut this part here. Uh, we have a little bit of a shortcoming about um, how we cheer in uh, Moldova. Uh, we say uh, norok, which mean, has multiple meanings. And sometimes it's uh, detrimental to the uh, entire like uh, hospitality of Moldova because uh, Norok means cheers, Norok means hello, Norok means good luck, and Norok means goodbye. So, and being a country or uh, nation that uh, used to be occupied by different empires, sometimes uh, when we wish to be free, uh, you know, and saying Norok meaning go, goodbye, people would say, would think that we still want them to stay. So, like, uh, this is a little bit a joke, but this is what we talk about enjoying Moldovan wine. So I wish all of you Norok, good, li uh, good life, health, uh, uh, cheers, and always uh, enjoy good moments with family and with good food like we do in Moldova. Small country, we have to adjust to many uh, situations. So uh, that probably made our food wine special. And we are trying to be also kind of people because you will never hear about uh, Moldovans doing very bad things, just small bad things, you know, uh, when pouring you too much wine. That's lovely. Yes, well, I'm sure that the Moldovan tourism industry will uh, spike after this uh, interview. You've done an amazing job uh, telling us about the region, the wine. And uh, we look forward to drinking the wines from your country next month. Thank you, Sergey. Thank you. Enjoy our new varieties that we just added. Thank you. And as a bonus, Sergey, tell us a little more. And I would like to mention that this time for this uh, September Wine Club, we'll have two more uh, new indigenous varieties from Moldova. I'm talking about Viorica, uh, which is another girl's name, or also means uh, the name of a violet flower. And second grape, but it will be new, is Alp Dioniskan. So talking about Viorica, this grape was created in 1960s, and it was actually a, a grape they uh, aimed to uh, use for production of, if I can say, cognac, but in Moldova, we, we used to say cognac, 
it's not coming from cognac uh, region. Uh, nowadays, we call them um, brandy or we call them uh, divine, which has similar meaning. Uh, and um, Biorica was a very aromatic grape. The in initial intention was to create frost-resistant grape. But, uh, and it was a white grape actually uh, obtained from two red grapes. One was French grape and another one uh, was Italian grape. Uh, so in the end, we got a very aromatic, refreshing uh, white, which some uh, uh, winemakers decide why not to make wines from it. And it's, uh, it, this uh, grape lines up perfectly with uh, Fitiasca Regali, Royal Maiden, and brings a lot of joy. Um, recently, it's been like pretty popular, especially in summertime, spring, summer, and then going into warm fall, it's amazing one. Alp it's, um it's a varietal which also was created in 1960s and again was created to, uh, for distilleries to create uh, cognacs uh, or brandies, divines. Uh, this grape was basically uh, lost as a variety and gratefully to a new winery we work with and you'll see their wines in wine club from uh, Novak family. Um, Andrei Novak, the winemaker, basically being a second generation winemaker, uh, he restored the uh, grape from very few um, bushes that were in his village in the south of Moldova. And he brought this variety back to life as much as it received a lot of uh, recognition in Germany. And now he being a small winemaker, a small enologist, he's uh, growing rootstock and selling it to bigger wineries, which turned to be very interested in this grape. Uh, Albnionitskain in Novak wine is blended with Rkacetelli. Georgian uh, grape that was also brought in 1950s uh, to Moldova. So for those of you who will receive this wine, enjoy it because it's something special. It's a perfect wine for fall. 